Hello, hello, hello. I don't know if that's going to sound like I'm so sorry, but welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. It's a wonderful Monday morning, and I am recording not one, but two podcasts today. Got to get one up for next week as well. I am super excited because, well, I'm getting married soon. It's going to be super gnarly. Yeah, never done it before, so, you know, a little bit nervous. Got some hesitations here, but, you know, I'm not... I think it's going to be great. I'm super excited, guys. Uh, so, as you know, if you haven't heard, I'm getting married. Um, it's going to be May 14th. Uh, so, please send all gifts and congratulations my way. Um, that'd be great. That'd be awesome because I think we need some towels or something to get married. Anyways, sorry. I'm ranting, mumbling. It's been a uh, it's been a week. It's definitely been a week trying to prep for a vacation. I feel like I didn't need a vacation until I started prepping to get vacation, and then I needed a vacation for my prep for vacation. It was just a cycle, but I am super excited to be here with you guys today. If you did not know, I got back from Texas last week. We went to the uh, Watermark Church Leadership Conference that they put on, and it was amazing. It was so life-giving, so fulfilling, and I've got a ton of stuff from that, and so disclaimer, this is stuff I learned on the conference, okay? If you went to the Church Leader Conference... It'll be like, wow, I heard that, and it'll be awkward, but it's okay. Uh, I want to recap that. I want to apply that to our specific ministry in general because the stuff there is great. But before that, we got a plug. Today, I want to plug the church leadership podcast that they put on. Um, basically, they do episodes on church leadership podcast, and it is super great. They have so much good information, and since I'm using their material, I figured... I might as well give them the shout out. So I'm going to have the link down below. I strongly encourage anyone, even me, a preteen pastor, get so much from this uh, conference or this podcast. So I encourage you guys to go take a look. And story for this week, it comes from the conference as well because I'm like that kid that got back from vacation and likes to brag about it. But they had a game there and they called it Farkle. It was a dice game. And the premise of the game was you play, there are no winners, only a loser. And whoever loses has to do a challenge, um, and it was really just a fun thing, and, and one of the things I talked about throughout the whole conference was fun, dude, fun is vital to a proper team, proper mentality, um, and just a proper life, and so I just wanted to remind you guys to have fun, if your team doesn't have fun, find ways to bring fun, I was in a box today and scared one of our staff members, and I still feel kind of bad about it, but also, it was kind of funny, so have fun with your team, be able to joke around with them, uh, don't worry, staff member was great. They uh, they only hate me a little bit now, which is great. Uh, but have fun with your team. Uh, enjoy time with your team. And, and do things that bring fun and excitement to your team. So with that, we are jumping in to our lesson for today. Well, I said lesson like this is school. Sorry, I've been recording videos all morning. And so that's probably why I said lesson. But uh, today I wanted to talk about um, shifting or creating a culture, okay? So some of you guys, you may be like hearing this preteen podcast, or you may have wanted to start a preteen podcast, or maybe you're a preteen um, uh, Sunday school teacher or whatever it is, and you're thinking, man, I want to change some things. There's some things I want to change. There's some things I want to do. Or maybe you want to start a preteen ministry, or you want to start a preteen uh, section within your children's ministry. You want to do something new. Uh, in order to do that, you're going to have to shift your culture, you're going to have to shift your mentality, and you're going to have to change some things in your church, how it operates, how your volunteers. So there is a lot of things that are important here. 
Now, here's the thing. Um, culture is not something that just happens. Culture is something that is cultivated intentionally. You need a strategy. You need effort. You need to put in time and work to create a culture, okay? Ultimately, culture is strategy applied. When you apply the strategy to create this culture, that will be the natural. So, to to shift your culture, to create a culture, to bring new things in, there are five steps that we can take, okay? So the first one is start with the mission statement, okay? If you want to shift a culture, you need to know why you want to shift that culture, okay? I was very careful when I came into my preteen ministry not to just start changing things and throwing things around and, and, and doing things because I, I needed a reason. I needed to know my mission statement, what is my goal? What is my core? Okay, our church's mission statement, it's uh, love does. We are the church and Christ in me. So those are the three points. And so when I go around moving things around in my culture, I want to, am I, am I living out the fact that we are the church? Am I supporting my church family? Or am I doing things through Christ? Or am I doing things because of my desire for students to, you know, Whatever your mission statement is, have it and have everything run through that, okay? Now, when you go into this, maybe you're changing a culture. Maybe you're inheriting a ministry. Maybe you're changing a kid's ministry. Um, be wary of the things that you've always done, okay? There are some things that we do in a church that it's just we do it because we've always done it. So when you're going in and you're making these initial steps, make sure you're not keeping things or holding things on that are just done because they're done, right? There's a lot of church traditions that, well, can be harmful, that they can be irrelevant, they can be wasteful. Um, so don't just hold on to things because they've always been done. Filter it through the mission statement and see where it goes. Now, here's the other half of that is honor the history, okay? Respect the pastor that came before you. Respect the ministry that was there before you inherited it or wanted to change it. Respect the people who are in charge, whatever your situation is, okay? Honor the history and the effort and the things they did, okay? Don't throw things out for the sake of throwing things out. Um, keep the things sacred that are sacred, okay? If there's an event that everybody loves, don't just throw it out, right? Maybe work on shifting it or changing it or coming up with new ideas to make it improved, but don't dishonor the culture, okay? But, like I said, start with a mission statement and remove inauthenticity and uh, the things you've always done, right? Remove just the stuff, the clutter, um, and get down to the core of the ministry, but honor the history while you're doing that. Do it respectfully. Do it in time, okay? And then number three is invest in individuals. This might be one of the biggest, okay? If you are starting or creating or inheriting whatever it is, a ministry and the culture is going to be shifting, invest in individuals, okay? So for me, I have several key leaders and I knew who they were when I started this ministry. And so I am investing in them. I'm taking them to breakfast. I'm talking with them. Um, and then there's people that I don't get along as well with and I need to invest in them and I need to see where their heart is at. And I need to cast my vision and bring them on board, okay? So when we are shifting a culture, when we are changing things in our ministry, we have to be sure that we are investing in individuals, that we're taking our time to get people on our team, that we're taking time to cast our vision, that we're taking time to uh, really get to know our team 
call them cast vision. You know, there's so many things that we can do, but if we're not investing in individuals, we're not going to shift this culture because if people aren't invested in us, if people don't know our hearts, they're not going to follow. They're not going to want to follow someone who they've uh, seen on a Sunday morning. They're not going to want to change for somebody whose heart they're not sure where it's at, okay? So cast that vision. Have people around you and invest in individuals. Number four. I hinted at this earlier, but frequent fun. Have fun, guys. Um, The church leadership podcast I listen to talks about um, unique shared experiences. Um, And that's a great way to put it is how can you create these experiences that will bring a team together? And I think you all guys have have experienced something like it. You know, when you and a group of people go on something that's so ridiculous or so crazy or so spontaneous and it's something that you talk about forever. So, for, for example, for me, I'm on the outside looking in. But a few years ago, before I joined staff, a group of staff went on this river rafting trip, okay? They went out on the river in this big old raft, and they rafted down a river for like a week. And like, that's what they did. And they talk about it all the time. And they you can see the bond that it created in this group of guys because they went on this river rafting trip. Things like that. How can you create a unique shared experience for your team, okay? Maybe it's a spontaneous um, food fight, okay? I've had one of those. That was so fun. It was so gross, okay? Disgusting. I might not advise that, but like they had ice cream and syrup and all sorts of things, and they had an ice cream fight, okay? And I... that was fun. I remember that. I bonded with the team. I bonded with people. So just have like, you know, have in the back of your mind, what are some ways that I can create some unique shared experiences? Uh, like I said in the beginning, Farkle, the, the game they play and whoever loses has to do a punishment. Like that's something you can do. Maybe a shift around or whatever, but have fun. Okay. And then last but not least, remember that trust doesn't transfer. Okay, you might be coming from a larger church. You might be coming from a different uh, ministry setting. You might be coming from, um, you know, a different just area in general in life. But you have to remember that your trust is not going to transfer. Okay, guys, your trust uh, built up from other people, your reputation, it does not matter. You could be a famous speaker, but in your ministry context, until your people trust you, they're not going to want to shift their culture, okay? So that kind of goes back again to the uh, invest in the individual. Uh, build that trust. Uh, at the at the conference when they are giving this uh, particular um, part of the conference, one of the things he said was, uh, trust is built and gained in drops, and lost in buckets. So you're going to have to work hard to build trust. I honestly feel like right now at eight months in my ministry, I am just now beginning to gain some trust with some people. I had a uh, I had a volunteer just a few weeks ago kind of open up to me for like the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like, yes, please. Like eight months in, I've been with these people every single week. I've been sending messages. I've been having conversations and lunches and coffee. And just now, I'm starting with the whole group to gain that trust, okay? So remember that your trust isn't going to transfer into something that you will have to earn bit by bit. And ultimately, underlying all of this, guys, remember to go slow, okay? If you are shifting a culture, 
if you're shifting uh, a mentality, if you're bringing in a new ministry, if you're just revamping your ministry, okay? This is so important for me because coming out of this conference, there's things I want to change. And so having this lens of, of shifting my culture is super important. It's so important to remember. Um, and going slow is vital, okay? Don't just try and force a culture change. It's not going to work and it's not going to be pretty. You're going to have people who who drop out, who leave, who are hurt, who feel abandoned, okay? So listen to the people. Listen to the culture. Let's just, I want to go through those one more time for you guys. Start with the mission statement. Okay, what is your core? Why are you changing this? Does it line up with your mission statement? So like, make sure you have one. What is it? What is your goal? I have a, th- a three-point mission statement for four, five, six. What is your goal for your ministry? And then when, you're, when you've got that goal, what's inauthentic in your ministry? What's unneeded? What are the things you've always done but just need to change, okay? Next is honor the history, okay? I came in and I inherited a ministry. Four, five, six isn't my ministry. He was founded by uh, Corey Jones. Many of you guys may know him, um, but he, uh, moving into a new position, uh, handed off this ministry to me and is now something that that I have inherited, and so I'm going to honor it. I'm going to honor the things he does. Um, I'm not going to just change it. I'm not going to uh, discard anything that he's done. I'm going to take it with honor. Um, and I'm going to uh, work it and grow it and uh, honor what he has done in building that ministry. Um, investing in individuals, guys, if you're not meeting with your volunteers, then you're in the wrong position. Uh, I can hire, I can have a, a volunteer coordinator all day, every day. They can tell you what to do and where to go, but you are a pastor when you are ministering to people, and volunteers are one of your core ministry people, okay? So if you're not meeting with volunteers, if you're not ministering, if you're not enabling them and growing them, then you're not all the way in. Fourth, frequent fun, guys. Have fun. Maybe you have a pre-service meeting and and find ways to have fun in that meeting or uh, have weekend barbecues or whatever. You know, have a potluck, okay? Everyone's down for a potluck. I don't care how Southern Baptist or uh, traditional or whatever you've got in your head about that, dude. I love a good potluck. So go have a potluck. And it's like you you, you can bring one thing and everyone brings one thing and no one's uh, complaining about costs. No one's held back, okay? So frequent fun. Have fun things and then trust doesn't transfer transfer remember that you are going to have to fight for that trust you're going to have to build it up slowly and surely whether it's your new position or your new ministry you're going to have to fight to ensure that your trust is seen um like i said gained in drops lost in buckets so i want to leave you guys with this what do you need to shift okay maybe you're not inheriting a ministry maybe you're not um, changing things. Maybe you're not starting a new ministry. What in your volunteer culture do you need to shift? Okay. Is it timeliness? Is it distractions? Is it, uh, lack of commitment? Whatever it is that's going on in your ministry. I want you guys to look at what you can shift. Um, and one little tidbit for you guys, in case you're curious, all of that does spell out a word. If you look at it, start with the mission, honor the history, invest in the individual, frequent fun, and trust doesn't transfer that spells shift, guys. Yeah. I'm not that smart, but someone was to make that. And so, 
Remember, guys, shift takes five things. Don't leave one out. Go get it done. You guys rock. I will see you guys Monday for the Nugget. And I'm going to see you next Thursday. I cannot wait. Till then, see ya.